Hello, Lelanders! Welcome to our final week of the IP March Madness 2020. Without further ado, let's get into what happened last time on The Encourageable Party. Concerned about seeing Isabella again, Shaft and Falzerin slip out of the Great Hall. Together, they explore a section of the keep in search of any evidence of wrongdoing involving the elders of Heracleon. Mia and Shakara make their way through the partygoers and manage to get the attention of one elder, Geneva Vansk. Briefly explaining their reason for intruding on the party, Geneva agrees to introduce them to the rest of the elders to discuss Heracleon's response to the Kraken threat. And now, our adventure continues. It's not much, but it's something to kind of pay her back for her for her time she's invested in this and the and the supplies. So as as he's dilly dallying down there for a while, and I really don't find it. Yeah, he's humming and hawing for quite a while. <laughs> and I'm gonna say. Hey, what the hell are you doing? Um, well, I think I've, I think I've investigated uh, uh, pretty well down here, Shaft. Did you find anything? Well, we we can talk about it later. All right, let's go. So I don't, I didn't find anything else in there. Is is there anything else we need to talk about? Me investigating that's suspicious? No. Again, I assume you want to probably look at the at the bookshelf again, right? Again, very innocuous tomes and and volumes of encyclopedias of, of the different types of magic schools and that, that kind of thing. Again, all kind type of type of books in which you could find or uh, read at the Knowledge Center. Okay. So back out into the hallway then? Yeah, we'll go up into yeah. the second level again. I think it's safer than the main level. So you're basically further north down this hallway. It does take a right turn towards the east and another in this L shape. You do see uh, immediately to your left, though, before the turn, there is uh, another door in the wall. And were you to turn down eastward now, on the northern wall in that direction, there is a double door. Uh, I'll go look and sort of push it open a little bit and look through it. The double door. Opening it, you again, it opens up into another living quarter. Okay. I'm going to follow Shaft. This is a big room. There's probably something in here. And do the do the regular. We're going to do the, the searching. Roll an investigation. 13. Shaft in the living quarters here. You, again, searching under this this large bed. Uh, there are more bookshelves. Again, another fireplace. These these rooms look quite well furnished. You don't find anything out of, out of the ordinary in the living quarters. This must be the room of that uh, big guy, uh, Alomar. Is that, is that who this belongs to? I would... I, I would assume so. Do I remember the orientation of, like, would I know without seeing the nameplates on the doors on the first level which room belongs to who? Uh, the other four you probably wouldn't really. I mean, again, their their layout is very symmetrical, but certainly this is very clearly a much larger room, and Falzer would know this belongs to Alamar. Yeah, this. I think this is Alamar's shaft, I'm pretty certain. I got an idea. How about you? We go into these rooms. You go down and look at the paperwork because I don't know what the hell I'm looking at. I'll go around through all the rooms up here in the bedrooms and try to find anything. I think if they're hiding something in their bedroom, I'm the guy that can find it. We only have like, what'd you say, an hour? Yeah. Well, then we better, we're never going to make any way if I'm, we're waiting on each other. Okay. I guess, I don't know how we're going to be able to um, 
We have to be quiet, so... Well, let's just meet back meet back at the at the stall. Okay, sure. So, Balzer, and you go down to the study, to Almar's study? Yes. All right, go ahead, and uh, you want to roll investigation, or are you, again, just looking at the desk? So you come down here, there's what looks like a much more elegant desk than what you've seen in, in Symbol and, and Keek's study. There are two shelves on either side of east and west walls of this room. And again, the, the, a large double door that would lead to the first story hallway. Okay. I'm I'm not going to um, open that door at all. I'm going to be I'm going to be basically looking far more closely than I have been in any other room in this room. Again, being very careful um, to try and keep things as I found them, but I want to kind of turn over every nook and cranny in here and see if I can find anything incriminating. So I'm most suspicious of Alamar. Uh, where would you like to start? The desk or the shelves? or? Yeah, I'll start with the desk. So on the desk, you do see some, some papers. There's basically predominantly a large piece of parchment. And reading it, it is written in Elvish, which you can read. Al- Alamar being a f- an elf, that is his native language. It looks like it is some type of speech. And you see there's a you know a few lines written out. They, they've been crossed out uh, and then restarted. And it looks like he's talking about Isabella in this speech. Okay. And in it, it you know, it mentions, uh, it basically, it mentions indoctrinating her and making her a sixth elder of Heracleon. Oh, wow. No way. All right, so I'll move on. And if there's no other papers, uh, parchments to read there, take a look at the, there's no, are there drawers in this desk that I could open? No, no, again, no drawers. I'm going to be looking extra carefully, like even if there's, if I think there's a, a, a secret compartment that could be in this desk under, underneath it or something, um, and if not, then I'll move on to the bookshelves. Okay, roll an investigation check. We'll just wrap it all under one. I got a twenty-two. So, yeah, peering under this desk, you don't see anything on the actual desk, but near what would be the, if you were sitting at the desk, what would be the rear right leg of it, you do notice there is a loose stone next to it. And it has some give to it. Does it push down or pull up? What would you want to, what are you trying to do to it? I think I'd first try to pull it up. Like, it's very noticeable where what would, where the grout would be is removed, but you can't get, you can't get your fingers in there to really, without using some type of tool to, to try to pry it up. But as you do, though, it, it starts to wiggle. It wiggles in place as you're fiddling around with it. Can I push it down? Does it depress into the... It does depress. And on the west wall of Alamar's study, the kind of grind of stone and the bookshelf shifts and moves, revealing a passageway. Oh, baby. Let's go back to Mia and Shakara. The room quiets and Alamar speaks up. Again, his voice booming loud enough to be heard throughout the whole hall. And you do see people leaving the dance floor now taking their seats at some of these tables. And he has a glass in one hand. See, he struggles to get to his feet as he clearly looks very elderly. And he's got one gnarled grip on a cane with his eagle head as he gets to his feet. Welcome all. Many of you are familiar with our guest of honor. Isabella Good. And he, of course, motions to Isabella sitting to his left. But for those unacquainted, tonight serves as a welcoming ceremony. 
Heraklion is a city steeped in tradition. And it is that tradition that allows us to prosper, to maintain our thriving community. Tonight, you are all witness to a rare occasion, the birth of a new tradition, the indoctrination of a sixth elder. Despite her penchant for anonymity and her numerous efforts in aiding the five of us with our duties, and in turn aiding all of Heraklion, I hereby recognize the new Elder Good. And the crowd again seated at the table erupts in a polite applause as Alamar lifts his glass. See, Isabella gets to her feet. They have a quick embrace and she raises her own glasses. Everyone kind of gives a, a cheers, fulfilling the ceremony in which they're all gathered for. Now, please enjoy yourself for the rest of the night as the pomp and circumstance is over with. And the music picks back up. And of course, Geneva is still standing there with the two of you. Shakar is going to turn towards Geneva and say, Just how well do you know Isabella? Well, I've met her on a number of occasions. Alamara and she seem to be quite close, as we are all getting to know her a little more. What did he mean when he said, for her help with the elders? What has she been doing for you guys? Well, she's been helping us maintain our supplies and making sure some of the, the interactions with the port, they, they, they go well. Many of us don't like to venture outside of the, the city walls. I myself have never met Isabella, so all I know about her is secondhand, and not much. But her sister is a different matter. There is much we need to tell you. Do you know her sister? I was not aware that she had any siblings, no. She's never mentioned them before. What is wrong with her sister? It is part of the bigger story. Well, perhaps before the elders start to mingle, we, we can assemble them and, and speak. The sooner, the better. I look around and trying to see uh, Falzer in his shaft. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to look, see Falzer in, maybe. You can both do a perception check. That's an eight. Fourteen. You see no sign of shaft or Falzer. Yeah, I don't think I was looking really hard for him. <laughs> <laughs> kind of cursory glance, see if he's there. I did, yeah. I'm like, I don't think he's here, that little sneak. I do not currently see Shaft or Falzerin, but Mia and I know enough of the tale to tell you. You know more than, than me, Sh Shikara. I don't know much about Isabella, but I mean, I can tell you everything that's happened the last couple days. Yes, mainly about the Kraken is the most important part. Agreed. We, we could really use some powerful people on our side. Well, we do have many talented wizards here in Heraklion, but please come with me. I shall introduce you to all of the elders, and perhaps we can find a more private place to speak. And she takes you over to the table in which they're, all, they're still seated. I uh, haven't quite gotten up to make some of their own rounds uh, just yet. And she again introduces you to each of them. Uh, and she introduces you as Mia Brightwood. She didn't get a last name for Shakara. And as she mentions your name, you see Alamar, uh, a bit of a scoff hearing your name. Of course. Frickin' Alamar. 
shove it. And she proceeds to, you know, inform them, like, you two are here to discuss a grave matter. And Alamar speaks up. I certainly have no love for the Brightwoods, but we can all certainly hear you out if you have something to tell us. Yes, there is much to tell. There has been quite a few things happening the last week. Most importantly, there is now a kraken off the coast of Heraklion. It is a juvenile, but as we all know, it will not stay that way. Oh my, that seems quite frightening. As Isabella speaks up. I'm going to turn towards Isabella and say, Isabella, did you know that your sister Erica is no longer with us? My word, uh, no. Do you know how she died? I want to do an insight while I'm telling her. Sure. <laughs> that good, eh? Yeah, uh, it's a... Ten. She seems genuinely surprised at your news. I do not know the specifics. I know a man named Tolstov claimed that he had seen her in the infinite storm and dispatched her. And the storm disappeared. It's gone. Tolstov himself was later removed from the city. Oh, great. Well, that seems like you've experienced... Quite a few traumatic events. That is not even the half of it. I, I must say, I have not spoken to my sister in quite a number of years. The last I heard is she was living in Pisces, but... I am sorry to have to be the one to inform you, but I felt you needed to know. Yes, it's quite shocking news on this day of reverie. Quite the juxtaposition, I... I do appreciate you informing me. Um, Mr. Alomar, uh, what do you have against the Brightwoods? We have more important things to discuss. My family name is very important. Excuse me. There is a lake outside of Pisces. We went down in that lake to an underground cavern. And there we saw sacrifices being performed in order to call forth Kralakina. They were successful. This is how the Kraken came to be. It left the lake, traveled up the river, destroyed Pisces in its path, and went to the ocean. We lost track of it there. We need your help to defeat this Kraken. See Alamar absorbing this information. He kind of looks slowly licks his lips, cocks his head a little bit, addresses Shakara. Well, well, yes, there seems to be a number of things for us to discuss, but one thing at a time. He turns back to Mia. It's not your family themselves, it's it's the type of worship, I am afraid. I have no love for the gods. They are nothing but petulant children in their own right, throwing their tantrums and acting out at the expense of the material plane and the mortals that dwell there. I have no need or use for them. Nor I. I have no ties to any gods. 
Mia just like crosses her hands in front of her chest. On to our next problem. Yes, yes, of course. This, this ritual, you did you did you see it? It sounds very, very against tradition. I believe it was quite within their tradition. Oh well, any tradition but that of Heraklion is inconsequential. The consequence is that currently everyone here on this island is at risk. Will you stand up and fight with us? Well, if there is a possible threat to our city, then yes, we shall defend ourselves. Only defend. So you will do nothing unless the Kraken directly attacks you. Would you have us scouring the very seas themselves? The endless seas? Yes! Yes! Go and hunt this beast! Well, then, then you, my dear, are subject to illusions of grandeur if you think that will get you anywhere. It is better than sitting on your asses doing nothing. There's a little bit of smoke curling. We do not do nothing. Mia is just staring on. Isabella, she kind of puts a hand on Alamar's shoulder. Now, now, Alamar, surely... Surely we can take some form of action as I know my my duties moving forward as the new elder well surely my voice can be added to the chorus and side with our two new friends here she turns again to to Mia and Sarkara I certainly would love to hear what you else you may have to say and aid you in any way that I personally Know how. There is one other thing you should know. Falzerin is here somewhere. Along with Shaft. Mia doesn't know much, but she knows enough that she did not want that information being known. Oh my. You know Falzerin. And Almar again, another scorn across his face. Well, if he's anything to do with this, then it's no wonder we have a divine... Worshipper, and who knows what you truly are? What I truly am? And watch what you say. Thor can rain down on you at any time. I do not fear anything that your god could strike down upon this land. So you will not aid us in this quest? Well, as I said, there are now six of us, and I am but one voice, surely, putting it to a vote. We can make some type of decision whether or not we divert our resources from our studies and pursuits of knowledge to this endeavor. What is the point of studying if you never use the knowledge, sir? We use the knowledge every day. You clearly are unaware of how Heraculon operates. Fine, I don't know how this place operates, but if you don't want it to go under at the power of the Kraken... You will help us, no vote needed. For the good of Aspara. Well, listen, we've only just begun our discussions. I cannot again speak for all six of us. Clearly you have Elder Good on your side. That is but one. I implore all the elders and I say, keep Falzerin's name out of this. This has nothing to do with any beef you have with him. 
This is to save Aspara, to save our people, do the right thing, help us protect the world from this beast before it gets larger. Can you make a persuasion check, please? 16. Geneva, now taking her, having taken her seat at the table, she speaks up after your, your speech, and she addresses Alamar directly. Alamar, it is not just one on their side. They say they have more of their tale to tell us, and I think we should do well to listen, and at least hear them out before making any rash decisions. Well, if you say that you are in agreement with them as well, then perhaps there are more of us that would like to hear what you have to say, and they can be swayed. I, I do not believe that this is the place, of course, but let us retire to my study and we can further this conversation. As if there is more to this tale other than just your accusations, then I would like to hear them. Yes, that would be preferable. And we shall get the rest of our party. They know more than we do. If you say you are with Valzer, and I have no interest in hearing what that man has to say. He was there from the beginning, though. I've only been with this group three days. I know all we need to tell about the Kraken. Are you sure, Shakara? Yes. We do not need Falzarin. Okay. Mia just shakes her head. The others, they, they stand up. Almar starts to uh, hobble his way out of the hall. The rest of them in tow. And you see Isabella kind of stays to the, the back of, you know, the rear of, of the this now line of elders and these two gray-robed figures, they move and stick close to Isabella. And she waits a little bit. There's a bit of distance between her and the elders and hoping to catch the two of you and, and speaking to you maybe out of earshot. Well, uh, I must say I'm quite surprised to hear that Falzer has come back to her Heracleon. I'm not sure that he wants you to know he's here. Well, uh, tell me, what exactly has he told you about me? Not much. I don't know much about your relationship at all, to be honest. I just know that you haven't told Falzerin the whole truth. Truth about what? Well, she had told Falzerin and Shaft that she'd been in Zexa for years. I was in Zexa for a long time. Isabella was never heard of, nowhere to be found. There was no doctor in that town. I'm going to look at Isabella. Well, uh, yes, uh, it appears you have caught me in a bit of a fib, yes. Uh, when I first met Shaft and Falzer, I was simply looking to impress. I was quite drawn to them both. And I had only recently moved to the city myself. and uh, struggled to make a few acquaintances or longer-lasting friendships there. I thought... Perhaps I could find some companionship in them, and at the time, the two others that they were traveling with. Do, do you know them? Do you know Gozer and, and Bryn? Oh. I never had a chance to meet Gozer. I kind of look at the ground. They're no longer with us. Mine. That saddens me. I, I do wonder what happened to that cute little goblin, though. I didn't quite catch his name, but he stuck close to Gozer from what I... From the brief interactions that I had with him. Do you know of him? We... I... 
encountered them in the cavern under the lake. What was left of them? They were no longer themselves and are no longer around. My goodness. That sounds quite terrible for them. It was quite terrible for all of us. I've only heard the stories and I only know bits and pieces, but no one really likes to talk about what they saw in that cave under the lake. Well, I, I, I must confide in the two of you that my, my sister, Erica, I'm not sure if either of you know, but Falzerin was set out to kill her. I admit at my behest, uh, she clearly is, she had been wrapped up in some things that I did not agree with. Uh, the full extent I was unaware of, I assure you. Do you know, that? did he, did he kill her? I know nothing about Falzerin killing Erica. Shakara, you were there. I was not there to see Erica. I met them shortly after everything had happened. I know a little. I know Tolstov was not actually who killed her. But as to the actual events, I am unclear. I know Tolstov claimed to kill her and... Ever since, that infinite storm has been gone off the coast of Pisces. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, Isabella. It did seem she was involved in that. Well, that saddens me to hear that this Tolstov character may have been killed for something he did not actually do. I do not think it was a great loss to the city. My, my, you could have quite the temper on you, don't you? And she gives you kind of a, a, a wry smile. I blush. If you could tell, Dragonborn blushes. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not not in my character to have such a temper. Why did you want your sister killed, Isabella? Well, as I said, I, I feared that she was wrapped up in something far beyond her. Than something that would not be good for Aspara, or Pisces, or anyone else involved. She was directly related to the Kraken's release. That's what I was suspecting. My goodness. If you wanted your sister dead for this, you should. You need to fight for us. You need to get the elders on our side. We need all the help we can get. I assure you, I, I am with you. Do you know anything about ancient, ancient ones, ancient gods? Well, uh, between the three of us, if you don't uh, don't let this fall on Alamar's ears, but I do have some knowledge. Mayhaps I can talk to you later. Oh, I would love to bend your ear about it, of course. Mia's gonna remember that Shakara was asking about ancient gods. Because she's still a little bit suspicious with the Keck thing and, like, what else is going on. Well, it seems we may be lagging behind a little bit. Let's, let us catch up to the rest of the month. Yes, let's. And uh, I'm gonna bounce back. I'm gonna take John by himself okay so while I'm off by myself I'm gonna go and try to find in one of these bedrooms or or even go down into the next uh, quarters and try to find some paper and a, and a pen of some kind uh, a, a quill and I'm going to write upon it uh, 
Hey, baby. How you doing? I got a proposition for you. I could be of great benefit to you. I think we can work out a deal. Your friend, Shaft, and put a little heart on it. And I'm going to fold it up and put it in my pocket. So you, uh, which, yeah, you can certainly find a quill and parchment. What study are you ducking back into? Uh, the next one. You want to go to the, like the one you've not yet to be in? Yes. Okay. So the next room is, uh, Geneva's and entering the second floor again into a, a living space. Okay. Same kind of, you know, a bed. There is again, another fireplace in here, some bookshelves, uh, and a spiral staircase leading down to the study in which you can find uh, parchment and paper on her desk in addition to a rolled up scroll. Okay. So that's, uh, I will, I, when I look at the scrolls, is, is it like, what's it look like? You have found a scroll, a second level scroll of magic missile. I will of course pocket that. And then, uh, I will take out some of the paper and, and write a note. Scratch out your note. Okay. Yeah. Scratch out my note. And then I'm going to go over to the door and I'll, you know, I'll look around if there's anything that's obvious, like a pile of gold or, you know, anything that would be of, of, of interest beyond the, just the scroll. Um, is, do I find anything you want me to do? No, again, it's, it's, this her desktop is very sparse. There was really just, you know, an ink blot, the quill and this, this scroll. All right. So I'm going to, uh, go down. I was down in the study. I'll go out the door. So you were moving out on, on the first floor into the first floor hallway? Yes. Can you roll a perception check for me, please? Uh, 18. You hear, in addition to uh, kind of the echoes and the, the soft music, that seems to have picked up and it actually sounds more lively than when you had previously started this invisible expedition. You do hear voices and rounding the southern corner at the bottom of the hallway that you're kind of peering down you see uh, the five elders walking down this hallway ah uh okay i'm going to just be really really quiet they're walking towards me they are walking towards you yes and you see alomar is hobbling a clenched fist on the top of his cane and he seems to be leading them i'm going to wait till they sort of pass by if they if they do and then sort of fall in behind them quietly. As they get to your door here, you know, Almar is basically kind of just hitting where you are. Now, are you in the hallway or what are you, how are you peering? Because the door was originally closed when you came into this study. So I will have opened the door up a little bit, looked down the hall, and then I saw that, I saw that they were coming. So I'll, I'll leave the door cracked enough to where I know they've passed by and then try to, you know, open the door up enough where I can slide out and go in behind them. And you do see all five of them, they pass by this little crack in, in the door you've left for yourself. Okay. And as you open it and step into the hallway, you see Shakara, Mia, and Isabella Good, followed by the two figures in the gray robes, following the parade of elders coming down the hallway in the same direction towards you. I'll sort of back up against the wall to stay out of the way and uh, let them pass also. Okay. And then fall in behind them. You follow them to Alamar's, the door to Alamar's study. And you see the five elders, they have 
been they've stopped there waiting for these three to catch up. And Alomar goes to open the door to his study. Now I'll just take Falzer in on Mike. Could you roll me a perception check? Ooh. That's a natural 20. That is very good. From your position under the Alamar's desk here, yet to get up after activating this secret passage, you hear the sound of voices in the hallway. And you you hear the very familiar voice of Alamar and Geneva speaking. Can't quite make out what there is, kind of muffled through this door. But it appears that sound as if it's coming directly from outside of the door to Alamar's study. Okay. Oh, crap. How how many feet would it be? And basically, do I think I could push this stone again and the door, the bookshelf would move slowly enough that I could dash in behind it? <laughs> Sounds like a terrible idea. Okay, that's... That's excellent. So you can definitely, so as you depressed it the first time, it did just rise back up. So you could certainly press it again to activate it again. How loud was it when it moved the first time? It was kind of a a low grumble. Um, You could certainly hear it making an audible noise. You didn't, you have heard nothing from Shaft upstairs. Yeah. I really want to see what's back there. But if I get trapped back there, that's terrible. Or... Oh, I would love if you did that. <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> uh, I think I just... I think I can't risk it. I've got to go... Um, I've got to retreat upstairs. And I think what I'm going to do is... It's a spiral staircase, right? It is, So yeah. I'm going to go up the stairs and whisper to see if Shaft is still there, uh, which I doubt that he is. Hold on. One step at a time here. What are you doing with this bookcase? Are you activating it to close it? Yeah, I think that's the safest thing. If it is heard, um, it's heard. It is what it is, but hopefully I can get out of there before I'm caught. If it's not heard, great. But if I leave it open, then it's it, the gig is up. He knows that Alamar's going to know that someone is in there. So I'm going to push the stone and try and get up the spiral staircase as quietly but as quickly as I can. Okay, roll a stealth check then to 10. And roll me an acrobatics check. That's a 10 again. You activate the stone, the soft grumble as the bookshelf closes back over, moving to cover up this secret passageway. You scramble out from under this desk and as you do, you hear the familiar voice of Isabella. Again, muffled, can't quite make out what she's saying. And you sprint quietly as possible to the spiral staircase reaching the bottom of it as the doors to Alamar's study swing open. Let's get everybody back on mic. Shakara and Mia, you catch up to this elders uh, as Alamar is opening the door to his study. And the, wow, how many of you are there? Ten of you combined uh, move into his study. Alamar takes a seat behind his desk as the rest of them filter in. Shakara, Mia, and Isabella coming up the rear and behind the three of you are the, the two figures in, in the gray robes. They enter the room as well. Alamar motions to Keek. Go ahead and, and, and close those doors. And he does so. You're good, John, by the way. Okay. Now, please, everyone, take a seat, those that can, and tell us 
the tail of the Kraken so we can better make a decision. I just look over at Shakara again because she has more information than I, although I know it now. I will remain standing and I will say, it started with the lake. The lake became contaminated with a black ooze. While researching this and its effects, I ran into Shaft and Falzerin. And again, at the mention of Falzer's name, Alamar gives a scoff. Agreed. Mia again crosses her arms over her chest like, this guy. With Shaft and Falzerin's aid, however, we went down into the lake. We had another with us called Bryn. In the lake, we discovered a cavern. In the cavern, we discovered undead. Undead that had been friends and allies to us. Well, you came across a necromancer then? I am unsure. As we were leaving the cave, we interrupted a ceremony in which Shaft's brother, whom he had previously thought deceased, and another, a tiefling, they were sacrificing innocence in order to raise what they called Kralakina. Oh my, that, that sounds terrible, as Isabella speaks up, you know. And I'll look at her and I'll say, your sister's name was mentioned. Shav confronted his brother and caused a distraction so that we may all escape. But in doing so, the Kraken was released. We followed its path towards Pisces and arrived in time to warn the city that it was coming. We did our best to help those there. And that is also when I met Mia. She aided us in our initial fight against the Kraken. I I tried. It's it's a crazy beast. It is not affected by my lightning. Falzerin said he knew of others that could aid him in this fight against the Kraken. So we came to Heraculon to seek this aid. Falzerin said the elders needed to know about this beast. Falzerin said he had other friends that could help, but has yet been able to procure their aid or even speak with them. Well, now, now, he's attempted to. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. As far as he has said. And just who are these friends? As I certainly, he does not refer to us. I am no friend of Falzerin's. He mentioned others. I do not know. We came to Heraculeon also to seek knowledge from your library and found it wanting. There does seem to be quite a bit missing. There is all of the pertinent information that one would need to pursue the arcane tradition. There is probably a private selection somewhere. There must be. There is a library here in the keep that you are free to peruse at your leisure. But have you not come here to 
discuss what volumes we hold. Continue. We also seek information on deep scions. We know there are deep scions here on this island. We have encountered deep scions on Aspara also. We know they are involved with all of this. You see for the first time Gundar, the tabaxi elder, he speaks up. His tail is kind of flitting back and forth, you know, as his tabby coloring across his bare chest. Wow, well, what are the people of Pisces doing? (laughs) You say it's such a threat already to their city. (laughs) Surely they can lend some aid as well. You you believe that it's our sole responsibility? I had never said that. And Pisces is doing stuff. They are gathering an army. Pisces sent us the mayor themselves. Told us. They supported us. We got a ship. They are gathering their resources in order to at least defend themselves. At most, to go out and hunt the Kraken. We left as soon as we were able to come tell you. Wow, and you say that's good enough for Pisces? Should we find out if you're a deep scion? I am no deep scion. But we offered defense against the Kraken ourselves, and you scoffed and belittled it. You offered to defend yourselves only. (laughs) The same as what you say Pisces is ready to do. At minimum, I believe is the word you used. Is Pisces known for being what Heraklion is? There are differences in your reputations, sir. I've never been to Bysus, so I don't know what What it is. What are fishermen against a kraken? What are wizards against a kraken? There is a big difference. Well, again, you suggest that we scour the seas. I'm afraid I agree with Alamar here. We could at least come up with a plan. We're not asking to scour the whole sea. Well, that is what your friend here did suggest. I think between the lot of us, there is plenty of intelligence to come up with a plan that does not require searching the sea inch by inch. And that I can agree on, if there is some type of plan that's not the proper course of action. Well, elders, this is why we need the majority of you to vote. For us to come up with a plan. If you need a plan before you vote, okay, but we'll need a little bit of time. And again, speaking for the first time to the two of you, Elder Sybil, since you've seen her, she has not let go or or stowed this obsidian wand that she seems to nervously fiddle with. I I don't believe that we need to to do anything about this. Uh, I... uh, there's, there's no threat coming. You've yet, you've yet to really convince me. There is no threat. There are deep scions on your island. Uh, that is, uh, again, your word against... There was one down what, uh, in the port when we came to land. We've seen them. When was this? Just yesterday at the port, a cargo box crushed a man. And as you probably know, deep scions reveal themselves at death. You can make a persuasion check. Oh, with advantage, because Shakara's doing well to aid you as well. Go me. 
16. You see her, her, her breath kind of catches as you, ex, you know, describe this scene. Well, I, I, if, if, if that's true, then, then, then we must focus on the threat that's here with, with now, not this unknown entity that could be anywhere. The longer we delay searching for the Kraken, the stronger it will get. We need to take it out now while it's a juvenile. It's smaller. We do know that Deep Scions are connected somehow to the Kraken. We're not quite sure. The library didn't have enough information. Maybe in the keep here, there's more information on how Deep Scions are related to the Kraken. And how we can tell if someone is a Deep Scion. Your leadership itself could be infiltrated right now. We're taking a risk telling you these things. Well, that is certainly a concern, but Sybil does have a point. How can we lend any type of aid when we do not know ourselves if that aid is true? That is why we need a way to detect the Deep Scions, other than just going around murdering everyone. Definitely, Shakara. I personally think that before you guys have to vote on anything, we need to study and figure out what we can as a collective group. Maybe come up with a plan, and then we can put that plan to a vote. I, despite your upbringing and connections to the divine... Oh, be quiet, Alamar. Well, oh, if you would like me to cease speaking, then perhaps this entire conversation can cease as well. No, as but you let's are not here bring my name in my this. city. You shall show me the respect that it deserves. I feel like my last name is one of respect. Your last name means nothing in Heraklion. I have made that very clear. I'm not saying it means nothing. I'm saying it requires respect that you would give anybody. And you've received it. That's respect you'd give anybody. Anybody in your position, yes. Now, despite how hot-headed this one is, I'm tempted to listen to her more than you, I'm afraid. That does not put us in much of a beneficial situation. As you see, our choices, in my view, are quite lacking. Well, my choices are now to kiss your butt. Well, had you started that in the first place, this conversation may have turned out quite a bit differently. I'm going to put up my hand on Mia and kind of like <laughs> tap her and calm her down a little bit. Please, thank you. <laughs> I'm so sick of this racist. <laughs> <laughs> He's a magicist. <laughs> As I see it, we have but one course of action. To get more information on Deep Scions. To get more information on the Kraken. To find a way to defeat them all. We must all work together, or we shall all be defeated. Can you roll a persuasion, please? With advantage, because I'm backing her up. <laughs> You're lucky I don't give you disadvantage. <laughs> it's a 17. There you go. You see he falls silent for a few seconds. None of the elders, all the all of the elders kind of have kind of turned to him to await his reply. I believe that is a proper course of action. I could certainly devote a few pupils 
to researching these deep scions and krakens, of course, to uncover any bits of information that our texts and volumes hold. And you trust these pupils? I can hand-select them myself, yes, but that is still my word in which you must trust. We were betrayed by another who ended up being a Deep Zion, and we had no clue. We did not know until the last possible moment, and it was almost the ruin of us all. Are we allowed to research with them, sir? Why, yes, you're again free to read through any volumes that you can find. I would like to very charismatically look back at him after my temper and Alamar, I'm truly sorry for the attitude I showed you earlier. I I don't know what came over me. I'm just so worried for Aspara. And are there any, any other resources, secret volumes, locked away anywhere, any little book tucked somewhere? We need, re- we need access to that. Not just the Keeps resources, any other resources in Heraklion. As I said, you have access to all volumes that any of us have access to. Okay, I just thought maybe, as the head of the Elders, like, you had access to top secret stuff. And what types of secrets do you think I would want to hold, uh, hide from my fellow Elders? I certainly don't have any texts on the Divine. Ha 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 ha. She laughed sarcastically. <laughs> Do any of you know where there may be more books than what are in the library about the information that we seek? And I'm going to look directly at Geneva. And she's the first one to, to pipe up as you turn towards her. I, I certainly have some volumes in my, my study. I happily lend you anything that you would find pertinent and I'd also devote my own time in helping the research and the, and the studies. Will any other elders help us? <laughs> well, I, I have plenty of duties that I, I have to attend to. <laughs> I, I could certainly uh, send some of my own pupils, of course. Yeah, it's their time that's being wasted, not mine. <laughs> Sybil just quietly, Sybil quietly nods her head in agreement, like she will, ag- agrees to help you as well. And Geneva, again, she voiced her own affirmation. You see Keek steps up next to her. Yes, if if Geneva will help you, then yes, I'll certainly help you as well. During this point, uh, I'm still in the upper room there at the top of the spiral staircase. and You didn't quite, you kind of made it to the staircase. Oh, I'm not up it. Oh my goodness. This is bad. You can attempt to move as this conversation is taking place. Yeah, I, I wanted to stay within earshot so that I could hear what was said. I feel like I've heard... You would still be able to from the top floor. Um, I had thought I'd made it up there, but... Yeah, so I'd like to get up to the top floor. And I think now... I mean, I've heard everything I think that I need to say... Or that I need to hear. So, I... Th- oh, man. Aldrin is not stealthy. <laughs> this is bad. 
Uh, you know what would help is pass without a trace, Leland. <laughs> it would have been great. Yeah, it'd been awesome. Uh, I think it's too risky for Falzern to try and sneak up the staircase. Well, while you mull that over, is there anything that Shaft would like to do? No, I'm going to uh, slowly back over as far away in the corner as I can, quietly, as slowly as possible, and uh, just listen as this goes down. Okay. Yeah, so would it be conceivable for me to kind of tiptoe my way around the crowd? Like, I, I assume they're relatively in the center of the room and I'm over by the staircase which is in the the far back corner beside the desk. Yeah. There's certainly some room to maneuver along the edge of this room. Absolutely. I basically want to be able to get out of here um, whenever a good oppor- a good opportunity presents itself. So if, you know, when the door opens and everyone else leaves, I think maybe I'll try and file out with the rest of them. That's probably the safest bet cuz going up this staircase might make a noise. So I'd like I'd like to try and walk in front of the bookcase along this wall here and make my way over towards the wall that has the, the double doors that leave the room. Shakara and Mia. So you have gotten some agreements from these elders. Can certainly give you some of their resources uh, to to look into deep scions and, and, and more information on the Krakens. So what do you two specifically want to do right now? I want to go with Geneva to her study to start reading the books that she has. I want to oversee the pupils that Alamar assigns. Because I don't trust them. He would just be like, yeah, I had people look into it. We didn't find anything. Friggin' prick. And that's our show. We do hope you're enjoying all the extra content during our March Madness extravaganza, bonanza, any myriad of words in which we could use to describe. If you would like to know more about what we are doing, you can visit our website at encourageableparty.com for more world, uh, NBC knowledge, maps of cities, etc., etc., Instagram, Encourageable Party, Twitter, Encourageable Par, Encourageable Party on Facebook. Encourageable Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Get your design needs at criticalhitdesign.com. All of our music and ambient sounds provided by tabletopaudio.com. Our intro and outro music is composed by Josh Jarvis. You can contact him for your musical desires at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. Stick around for the latest bout in our March Madness Bracket matchup thingy majiggy. Uh, which I hope everyone is liking because I'm having a pretty fun time uh, writing them and and recording them. Although my voice is starting to die and could barely even finish this one. Anyway, happy adventuring. Let's get ready to rumble. It's time for our second quarterfinals bracket. For our bout in the west. We have the Bonafide Hag Killer looking to put another one on the scoreboard. Sardo the Revenant versus Don't tell her you're into magic, cause she'll offer you a deal you cannot refuse. Isabella Good! With a thunderous clap, Sardo lets loose a magical thunderwave. Isabella braces herself, but she takes the brunt of it. Rebounding right back into the fight, though, using her Anna's Hag strength, she stops another thunderwave attempt. She has Sardo by the wrists, 
He's struggling to get free of her grip. They're entered into this strange tug of war. Sardo's flesh can't take the strain. It's it's starting to tear. Izzy's ripped off Sardo's hands. The Revenant seems unfazed, though, as he pummels Isabella with his stumps, dealing some serious damage. Still clutching the severed appendages, Izzy performs some kind of incantation over them. She hurls the hands at Sardo. She's animated them. They're crawling all over his body, clawing and slashing at its back. Izzy's delivered their reach around straight from the eighth layer of the abyss. Sardo manages to shake off his hands, crushing them underfoot. He catches Isabella with his vengeful glare. Izzy's paralyzed. She's helpless. Sardo swings in with his stumps once again, delivering his malpractice suit because this doctor's license has been revoked. Sardo the Revenant will continue to the semifinals. Returning in the East, the man with the finite time for infinite heroes, Roland Wright. Versus number 20 in initiative, but number one in our hearts, Barry at the Vicious! Living up to his name, Barry gets in and lands a deep claw slash to Roland's leg. Too close for his crossbow, Roland drops it to his side to let it dangle from the chain, connecting the weapon to his wrist. He's got his signature smuggling cloak out now. He's tossed it over Barry's head, trying to temporarily blind the badger. But it only seems to infuriate the furry ball of fury as he tears right through it in seconds. Roland attempts to take two quick steps backwards, but Barry snags the guard's crossbow in his teeth. He's violently shaking his head back and forth. Roland's being pulled off of his feet. He's knocked prone. Roland's in giant trouble from this giant badger. Barry's on him in a flash to finish this bout the only way a wild animal forced to fight to the death in a tiny arena for our enjoyment can. Instinctually and bloody. Well, there you have it, folks. We are only two brackets away from crowning a winner. So find out who's moving into the finals in our next episode.